This is the DJ for Party One podcast. This is your host, CO45. And I want to say, as I am almost like midway through, probably over midway through the season, season one of talking about the 80s, and I'm still in a place where I don't know if I will carry over into a second season of the 80s or move into the 90s. It's just, just so much. I feel like a lot of it is just going to have to be like flashback stuff. But as I am talking about the 80s, I cannot overlook how important it was for hip hop as it made the shift into being more about just being like the best MC and having the rhymes where you're dissing this person or dissing this area. So much of it, storytelling was like at the forefront of it, and it still is today. When you look at artists like Kendrick Lamar, you look at Kanye, all of the storytelling abilities that would have been put into their work, Jay-Z, J. Cole, so many of them that have like a story to tell outside of just being, I'm the best MC, this is my whatever diss track for your stuff, your hood. This is, hey, Slick Rick, the year that Billboard called one of the best years of rap. Or maybe they said it was the best year of rap, but they definitely said best storytelling song of all time. And I can't argue with it. I'm sure most people probably will not. It's the first thing that comes to my mind, and that is Children's Story. And that's from The Greatest Adventures of Slick Rick, that album. And, you know, the thing that always makes me think of Slick Rick as the best in the storytelling genre is that that whole album kind of sort of plays like that. Teenage Love, I believe I may have heard that first before Children's Story actually dropped. And that seems crazy to me. It seems even crazier that when I looked up Dana Dane and Cinderella, that that was 1987. I I almost feel like the internet's wrong. I was like, is it possible that that dropped before? Because I thought for sure Slick Rick was, and then Dana Dane was after, but maybe I'm thrown off. I, I'm not good with dates. I'll admit it. And I was in middle school then, so I cannot tell you anything other than, yes, I had Dana Dane's tape, and I had Slick Rick, and I had an album. I remember getting the um, vinyl for Biz Markie, and The Vapors was another one, 88 storytelling ability that that was so influential to some artists that Snoop actually remade Vapors up to date with his own type of stories that he had to um, incorporate into that song. So I got to say that there is a lot to me that made hip hop palatable, that made it 
something that would eventually go mainstream is because the storytelling was such a huge aspect of it. If we would have just been boxed into like, I'm the best MC and I'm dissing your hood and you're dissing mine and the other thing in the middle with the party records and something like Rob Bass and It Takes Two or the Humpty Dance. Yeah, those probably would have gone mainstream. Still, you would have still had that. But I don't think that we would be as far evolved or as far into mainstream culture if it wasn't for the storytelling abilities of the rappers that are currently doing it, of the ones that were doing it at that time, because that is where everything was was starting to jail, where it was starting to be one of those things where you looked at hip hop, you looked at rap as just not something where you're dancing to it, or it's just not something where you're throwing blows at an artist or a person that you don't like. Now you're getting into a creative aspect where you're visualizing and you're allowing other people to see into your world. So when Nas comes along in the 90s and they eventually start to call him the visualizer, I can see it because if you look at his catalog and you look at songs like Rewind, if you haven't heard that from the Stillmatic album, if you look at Ain't Hard to Tell, when he initially drops, all of that stuff is just like it's, it's building on what would have happened in the late 80s as it started to progress. And, you know, 1990 Ice Cube, very much to me, like Slick Rick in the storytelling aspect where that was a big part of everything that he did. If you look at America's Most, Who's the Mac, which is still one of the funniest videos I can think of. You look at Dead Homies, songs like Steady Mobbing. All of that is stuff that I feel was stuff in 1990 that built on the the late 80s and the way that the storytelling was just such a big part of hip-hop. When we get Big Daddy Kane, who was usually the ladies' man, some quick one-liners, and also bragging rights for being the best MC, but he had a song like Mr. Pitiful, and that was on... His, I think, second album, 1990, always gravitated towards that because it doesn't really have, it's got a beat, but it doesn't really have like a a rhythm. So you kind of sort of have to listen to it in that way as the story is being told because the beat is very simple. And then there's like some, some, some singing type of, of, of loop that's, that's in there as well. So Everybody was getting on board. Common eventually would be storytelling in albums like One Day It All Makes Sense. You have just so many that gravitated towards that. And I think a lot of times out of the conversation 
Fresh Prince gets left out. And a lot of it, I think, because he was the clean rapper. They were not telling the same type of stories, visualizing, painting the same picture that someone like Nas would have painted. Or even Slick Rick, as radio-friendly as that song was, or as mainstream as it became, when you listen to the lyrical content of children's story, it's not a children's story at all. It's Yeah, this is someone that's getting a, a stick-up kid that is eventually shot. So, but that beat, people dance to it, and it, it has become very well known in the clubs, even all these decades later. It's still... A song you can put on and people start doing old school dances to WAP and, and whatever. But but yeah, it was not a, a children's story in that sense. But also, when you look at Will, because I think he gets associated a lot with parents just don't understand as this major crossover hit. But you look at girls don't understand. Wait a minute. Girls ain't never trouble. I don't know where I was going with girls just doing this. Yeah. Girls ain't never trouble. And you look at other songs like Brand New Funk from the second album. Or Charlie Mack, First Out the Limo. So much of his stuff was storytelling. And I want to, I will say he was at a top tier storytelling Ability when it came to hip hop, but a lot of times he's overlooked in hip hop. But yeah, he did have a very creative way to tell a story, and I think that he is also one that was one of the ones that led the way to more people doing the storytelling rhymes, even if they don't admit it. Huh? You don't have to admit it. He was in there, DJ Jazzy Jeff. On the wheels of steel, but you also had Fresh Prince telling some very vivid stories. And of course, the classic hit, Summertime, that will be later. We're outside of the 80s then, so I really don't go all into that. But yeah, we all know Summertime, two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. You can visualize that. So when you get a Kanye later with stories like Through the Wire of his own life, when you start getting all of these rappers that are putting their own lives into their lyrics and they're telling it in that story type of format i think that we have a fresh prince we have a slick rick we have a biz marky just a friend i just i just thought about that I, I don't know my mind was gravitating so much towards vapors at the early end of that so you you do have all of these rappers that collectively I think even Kid and Play dabbled in the storytelling with songs like Last Night. I think that was from the first album, Too Hype. So, yeah, storytelling was at its all-time high, I feel like, in the 80s. And maybe it tapered off a little bit for a moment. But still, I think we just came back to it because once we started seeing more videos, the evolution of videos, and they were telling stories as well. So it, it seemed like it just made sense for 
a lot of rap songs to tell a story because there was already that storytelling element in place. And I'm sure once I get into the 90s, there's going to be a whole lot more to say about that because Tupac, Brenda's got a baby. So much more, so much more. But yeah, I definitely think that hip-hop was evolving, and I think that's how we have gotten to 50 years of hip-hop, and it's more well-known than it has ever been before at this point because we had a lot of great storytellers and a lot of rhymes that would make sense to anybody, even if you weren't like a fan of hip-hop, if you went and listened to to it and, and maybe you couldn't understand all the slang or whatever, but if you saw the lyrics written out, you could tell that there was some creativity. You could tell that this was something that was going to last because it was growing. It was evolving. So, so yeah. Shout out to all of the, the storytellers in the early hip hop movement. And of course, I am totally aware of early hip hop and the message, but that wasn't really on my radar as much because of how old I was at that time. I mean, I know that song, but Slick Rick, middle school, that's my era. You know, that that's where I am, or that's what I remember having. I remember having Dana Dane's cassette. I remember having Slick Rick, Great Adventures of Slick Rick, the cassette. I remember having Biz Markie's album. So, yeah, that, that's my take on it. Storytelling, the art of storytelling in hip-hop. That's it. Go on to the next episode. I, I don't have any more to add to this. CL45, DJ for Party of One. I am out. Thanks for listening.